Hello, hello, and welcome everyone to Black Talk Radio. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Kristen Ayana. And I have my lovely co-host in the building with me tonight. Amarachi. And we are back this week with some topics. We're going to be doing an interview with Nzinga. She's in the building. Shout out to her tonight. And we got Eric in the building too. He corny. He really don't want to talk on another <laughs> topics. But shout out to him for stopping by and supporting so, first things first, Amarachi, how was your week? Hmm, my week was good. I feel like this was a really chill week. Um, yeah, school real chill. You want to go I out and do party anything. and I can't. <laughs> I had a, a paper due Tuesday, and, like, that was the only thing I was stressing about, and that was, like, it, and after Tuesday, it's just been, like... You don't have any midterms or anything? I do. <laughs> I have a midterm. And I have a midterm on the 16th. That's Wednesday, right? But yeah. I, but that's next week, so I'll I'll worry about that next week. Nah, I'm gonna be really doing like mad work this weekend. Like that's so ass. Mm, I should be, but, but I'm going to New York on Saturday. So what you gonna be doing in New York? I have, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't even know what I should do. I mean, I don't know either. I'm here. just gonna I'm just gonna walk around with my friends. I don't know. Okay, it's kind of cold for that. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But we'll be dressed for the warm. Yo, in the, like, winter and stuff, I really, like, I'll go out, but, like, I don't be beat. (laughs) 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 That was so funny. (laughs) Okay, so now let's get into our topics, our tea talk segment. So, social media is well people on social media are basically saying that Remy Ma has shaded Megan the Stallion on, you know, this show State of the Culture. For those of you who don't know, State of the Culture is, you know, the show with Joe Budden, Remy Ma. They got this new host now because you know Scotty Beam left. Shout out to Scotty Beam for leaving because you know that show is beneath her and that's just that on that. Um so basically, you know, there's an interview going around with Brittany this girl named Brittany, she's an influencer. Right. And I really want you guys to understand that she's an influencer and not a journalist. Because a lot of people are saying that she's a journalist and she's really not. And it really bothers me that people are calling her a journalist because she's really not. And there are people that literally, like, live, breathe mm-hmm. this shit. And yeah, yeah. And she she's just, got... just not it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the interview, she's interviewing Megan. But I guess she wants to be, like, cool, you know, culturally fit in. And she just keeps calling Megan a bitch. Like, she's like, yeah, bitch, so tell me about this. And it's just like. Is it, does it come off as, like, aggressive or, like. It doesn't come off as aggressive, but it definitely comes off as, like, try trying hard. too hard. Yeah. And it was just a lot of things in that clip that I felt were was wrong. Like, her back was completely turned to the camera, though, like, during the interview. And it's not to say that you're, it's not to say that your back can't be turned to the camera during an interview but there are ways to go about that there are angles to go about that now between her and the person that was shooting they're both to blame on that part but i just feel like the way she handled the interview was definitely not professional Mm. so for those of you who don't know state of the culture they talk about different you know topics and like hip-hop genre and of course this because this you know video is basically viral at this point you know they talked about it on their show so basically Remy was saying how she doesn't feel like, you know, the girl was wrong for calling Megan a bitch repeatedly because, you know, she feels like she was using the word bitch as in terms of saying scallywag. 
And then Remy said that she looked up the definition for scallywag and that, you know, it basically means someone that is doing bad things but isn't being, like, getting in trouble for it. And she feels like Megan is like that, like Megan is a badass. I personally don't think if I was interviewing someone that even if they're a celebrity, and also I feel like the girl was fangirling over Megan, and I feel like there definitely needs to be a, a line between, like, you can love a creative and you can, you know, support their work and be happy to interview them. But it becomes an issue when you're fangirling over them to the point where it's, you know, it's interfering with your work. Yeah, it's getting in the way of the work and you're not. So, I don't know. Yeah. To be honest, you guys, if you've been listening to me for a while, you know how I feel about Remy Ma. I'm really not about to go, get into that. But That's shady. Seems a bit bitter to me. Um, but moving on, let's get into this Ari and G Herbo, because that's all I've been seeing on my social media. So, boom, let me break it down as simple as possible. G Herbo's birthday just passed. His girlfriend, to be honest, I don't even know her name, but she's mad cute. She hangs out with, like, Regine and all of them. Mm-hmm. She real chill, whatever. They dating. Now, for those of you who know, do not know, Allegedly, when Ari and G Herbo were together, this girl knew about it and started messing with G Herbo anyway. And apparently, G Herbo left Ari for this girl, and now they're together. So it's G Herbo's birthday. She throws him a surprise party and gets him this neck, this diamond necklace that has his grandmother's face on it, who has passed away. Lovely gift. He loves it. In the video, we see that he's emotionally crying, very grateful. We love love. Now. I didn't see, you know, G Herbo's son in any of the clips to know if he was at this party or not. But obviously, you know, we're not in their life, so we don't know, right? So Ari takes to Instagram and creates this long-ass paragraph. I am not reading it. I'm going to sum it up for y'all. But basically saying how, you know, she really finds it disrespectful that her son is around G Herbo and, you know, G Herbo's current girlfriend because that was the one thing that she requested Mm -hmm. for, you know, her son not to be around her and how G Herbo has herpes and how, you know, all this bad stuff is going to come to him. And I just feel like if I would never do this, but for my friends in the studio right now, if I ever do some shit like that, like, honestly, like, I need y'all to, like, yank me up or do something. Or the baby wasn't at the party, though. He wasn't there? So then why is, a, she, why is she... It was a picture. If you, if you look at the post at the top, it was a picture of when... The baby was with G Herbo and the girl, like in the like in a hotel room. It looks like, oh, or like at a, or like so someone's pre- apartment. So previous, it was a previous that she was mad about. So then this makes it even fucking worse. So she took the <laughs> opportunity of the what? birthday right. and just went ham on everything. But here's my thing: even if you're mad, right? I'm not saying that you can't be mad. We understand he cheated on you with this girl. You you know you're hurt. Okay, we're not even taking. Away. I will never take away someone's feelings, and you know. Say they're not valid. I will never do that. Mm-hmm. But I think my issue with Ari is, why do the whole Instagram need to know that? Yeah. Why? Like, why? Like, why? Why are you sending, par- like, you're an adult. An adult adult with a child. Yeah. Why are you sending a whole paragraph? And then the pe- I'm sorry, but real talk, if you justify Ari, you're ghetto. Like, that's just <laughs> that on that. Like It's just, like, it looks childish. Like, she needs to, she could have posted something about herself growing from that relationship. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. that would have been like even like even better it's instead of like a whole paragraph about him and you know girl 
I really don't know. I just feel like, and then like I'm over people keep talking about it. Like I know I'm talking about it, but you know that's my job. Like I'm gonna <laughs> talk about all the shit. But everyone's like, to be honest, we just feel like Ari really went through a lot, and you know that's why she's tweaking on. But don't go to Instagram. And also, I feel like the thing that's also making it worse, G Herbert's girlfriend. This girl dead don't act like Ari doesn't exist from via social media. From what we know, this girl has never posted anything about Ari. Even when she's saying like, "Oh, like this girl, she's gonna get like herpes and da da da," saying all this shit, this girl has never responded ever. True definition of unbothered and don't give a fuck. Like, I don't know. But to be honest, I'm not surprised. There's always something with them. Like every couple of months you hate to see it mm-hmm. moving on Tyler Perry says that you know this for those of you who don't know Tyler Perry has a massive studio in Atlanta 300 330 acres it is um okay. and he recently said that part of his studio is going to have like a section for homeless women trafficked women people of the LGBTQ community who have been displaced from their homes and I think that's super dope. I think that it's about time right. that we bridge the gap, especially between being black and being queer. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I think that's a, a great idea, um, you know. And he's also, like, going to be hiring, like, a lot of, you know, new and old black actors and actresses. And I just think it's dope. Like, it's just an overall yeah, good thing. It's good that he's using his platform to do things for the community. Also, it kind of reminded me, like, um, about if you watch Pose, like, you see how a lot of, you know, queer, black and brown youth, they are, they are kicked out mm-hmm. of their homes at very early ages, and they don't have anywhere to go, and I think this is just, you know, a good, mm-hmm. a good way to help that situation, especially in Atlanta, because, mm-hmm. you know, they have a high mm-hmm. population of LGBTQ, so yeah. Um, on our next topic, a Chick-fil-A employee climbs down a drain Listen. to get a customer's phone. I don't care. There's no amount of money or customer service that I feel like I have to meet that will make me climb down a drain to pick up someone's phone. I mean... But that's why I don't work there. Retweet. But, I mean, it was really nice. It's cool. You go in the extra mile. But, like, I'm not doing all that. Like, I... Okay, well, I'm sorry your phone fell down the drain. What do you want me to do? do? I wouldn't even want it anymore. That's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> nah, if you have to get a new phone versus getting your phone back, you're going to want that phone. You're going to clean it off. Mm, but basically, maybe. like, this lady, she got out of her car, and as she was getting her car, like, I guess her phone was in her pocket or some something like that, and it fell into the drain. And she said she went into the Chick-fil-A asking to speak to the manager, and at first the manager was just like, uh, okay, what do you want me to do? But then the employee came in, and he was using a stick to try to get it out the manhole, and then the stick actually fell in. So then he was just like, um, okay, I'm just gonna go down. And the, the lady was like, oh my gosh, like, no, no. And he's like, that's why they call it the manhole. <laughs> and so he went down and he got it for her. And yeah, she was super appreciative. But and if he didn't get a bonus mm-hmm. I at mean, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Maybe he did get a bonus, but, like, how much we talk here? <laughs> it's Chick-fil-A. All right, y'all. Guess guess what we about to talk about, Amarachi? Like, just guess. 
just guess what I'm about to start talking about. I've been talking about it for like every single week so far. Summer Walker? No, come on. You know this topic. It's something new every show, bro. Oh, oh, 6 9 Yes, 6 9 back again. I low-key feel like I need a little intro for that at this point. Yeah, you need a theme song for that. Yeah, we're going to figure something out. Stupid. Maybe it'll be that. Because <laughs> that's what he is. Stupid, but no. So, basically, the saga continues. Um, He said, 6 9 is said to be, you know, possibly being released early December. Um, it was also reported that, you know, while he has been behind bars, that he's signed a $10 million, Apparently. you know, offer, and he is expected to be releasing two albums, one in English and one in Spanish, and he has still refused to be under witness protection. Now, I don't know listen, how much studio time listen. you're getting when you got, like, mad people on your back, but we gonna see. And I really hope he stopped talking about shit in his music, because that's gonna make it worse. Maybe this might be his last album. What you? What do you think? I think yo, whoever's working with him needs to be needs to watch out too. And again, <laughs> what I've been saying for the whole time I've been talking about him, why do we know his business? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be. They're supposed to love you. You're supposed to be. You know, you're protected. All this information. They're supposed to protect you. So why, why do we, do we, know, we this? know everything? We shouldn't even know that you're coming out early December. We shouldn't even know that you signed a, a deal for ten million dollars. You really need to be under protection. If they really give a fuck about you, but they don't, so. Hey. R.I.P. You hate to fucking see it, dog. I don't know. I just hope that... I don't know. And the thing is, I'm more like... Here's my thing. If they can't get to him, they're gonna get to his family. That's a given. Mm-hmm. And, like, he has a daughter. Like, that's... That's sad. I don't, he didn't think about that. I don't think he consider that before he snitched. I just wonder what his music will be like when he gets out. Like, will it be the same, like, you know, I'm tough, I'm this tough nigga, like, I be shooting niggas, I be in the, whatever. The <laughs> it better not be. <laughs> whatever he be talking about, how he do this and how he do that, and, like, bro, when you really think and listen about, like, when you really reflect on the music that 6 9 made, and for him to be in this situation just, yeah, and you know, the, the Treyway, this is what they did, you know? They did this, they, like, Why, why okay. he sound like him? <laughs> Maybe I could go into acting, shit. No, but for real, honestly, I don't know, man. I'm just gonna... I wish him the best. But we'll be back next week talking about him. Maybe it'll be something more uplifting. Yeah, maybe something more positive. This last couple of weeks, it's just been looking like mm, downhill for him. Every really. week, something new. Yes, but we're about to go into a music break. And then when we come back, we're going to start our interview. So stay tuned. This is Black Talk Radio. Okay, and we are backity, 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 back. <laughs> About to start our interview. So first, tell everyone your name, where you're from, and yeah. All right, so my name is Nzinga. Um, on the gram, I'm known as Dollar Dollar Bing. Uh, I'm from Plainfield, New Jersey. I was born in Jersey City, and I go to Rutgers. University of Newark, to be exact. Yes, she has okay. to. Emphasis clarify. on the Newark. period so what made you start getting into talent managing and you know creating events um well in high school i was president of my um school so Mm -hmm. and my class so 
uh, it was a really small high school. We had a class of 32 graduating students. Oh, wow. okay. So um, we were basically responsible for raising our own money for prom mm-hmm. and like anything senior year related, trips and stuff. Nothing mm-hmm. was funded from the school. So um, just seeing like my my friends go to other schools like the Plainfield High School and stuff like that and seeing how they got to go to Disney World. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we just tried our best with, like, what we could do. Right. But when I got into college and then um, being more informed about Program Board, it just made me want to start doing events, and uh, that's when I started promoting with DJ Is Lit. Okay. So um, you said you promote with him. Are you his manager? Yeah. So when I first started freshman year, I was just a like a host. I was just promoting Team Is Lit parties. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually, I would say about almost two years ago, um, we had the conversation about management just because, you know, things progressed and then responsibilities came more and more serious. So um, just figured, you know, why not turn it into helping his brand and also himself as a DJ. So mm-hmm. And I was pretty good at it. So here okay. we are. <laughs> um, what is it like being a manager for someone? Mm. Pros and cons or anything? Uh, it's a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's nothing too much that I can't handle. Um, but the goal is, you know, to ultimately come to a point where it's like, you know, where your head is, you running, what's the word? What's the saying? <laughs> you running with your head off. Your head uh, cut mm-hmm. off. Like a chicken. Like a chicken on the end. That's the goal. You know, it's to, like, be busy. Actually, um, you know, bookings every day. Booked and busy. Yeah, booked and busy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and basically getting him to the point where he wants to. So, um, I mean, the experiences and meeting people along the way mm-hmm. at different uh, bookings and stuff like that is definitely a great experience. Um, it can get overwhelming at some points, but I don't really see too many downsides in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. for sure. Now, you also create your own events. Yes. So talk a little bit about that. Okay, so I think my first personal event was um, a brunch I did called Denim on Denim. Mm -hmm. That was 21 plus. I did that. all her stuff be 21 plus. And I didn't turn 21 until August. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I did a 21 plus brunch, Denim on Denim. I did that with Islet and um, another brand called Plainful My Clothing. Um, shout out to him out of Plainfield, New Jersey. And, uh, yeah, we do a denim brunch in Newark. And then, uh, after that, my first, uh, then real solo event I would consider was, um, the Breakfast Club brunch of the summer. Yeah, that shit was so, like, Summer 2019, it was so much fun. And we did two, we got to do two in the summertime, um, out in Metuchen. So, it was, it was fun. It was a good experience to, like, you know, detach myself from, like, Oh, she's always doing islet parties or always program board parties. You know, it was like, okay, this is finally mine. Shout out to Cash Out Court too. Yeah, that me and him did that together. But that was like a more individual mm-hmm. event, and it was really fun. I had a good time planning that. Okay, now would you say you prefer brunches over like night parties? Because I feel like that's like your little vibe. Um, I like the thing is I like very cool, calm, and collective vibes. Like mm. I don't like nighttime ratchet parties. <laughs> like you know, I like or like if you would rather ask me to go to like, dang, I ain't gonna drop no name like that. I'm gonna do <laughs> like <laughs> if you just ask me to go to like. Like a cool little venue party, and it's gonna be a bunch of people. Like I'd rather not do that. I'd rather just go to a lounge where it's gonna be bar and the drinks and people mm-hmm. you can socialize with. Mm-hmm. Like I just like it more socialized setting, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what you mean. Yeah. I feel that. I feel like that low key too. Like I don't be 
I don't be beat no more for the. It be hot in there. Yeah. <laughs> when you get old, but as you get older, you'll realize like why you prefer different settings. You know. Mm-hmm. For sure. But you know, there's a time and a place for every vibe. Yeah, I think I'm the opposite. Just cause like, so you like the ratchet. Not even that. I don't even like. I don't like to talk. So like, if it's quieter, mm. I feel like I'm forced to talk. You know what I mean? You rather just be loud. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what would you say would be your favorite event you've personally created or, you know, worked on with someone else or been a part of? My favorite event is definitely Highlights Festival. Oh. Because it drives me crazy and I love it. Like, just the adrenaline rushing and the stress. Like, even though I'll complain about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I love doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Highlights Festival is every year, July 4th. Last year was our fourth annual. Um, and it's basically a July 4th festival with bouncy houses, DJs, food vendors, um, and yeah, that's always a fun thing to plan. I definitely they say that's my favorite. Yeah, I went one. I went one year, um, not last year, but the year before, and it was pretty. It was In pretty West cool. Orange. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. It was fun. Yeah. Sure. That was my first year as official program director of highlights. Okay. okay. I mean, how? As far as you know, you mentioned the planning, the adrenaline rush. When do you normally start planning? How early in advance do you guys normally start planning for that? For highlights? Mm-hmm. Literally, like, when highlights ends, we literally start talking about the next one. Oh, like, wow. that's how much planning goes into it. Because, wow. like, the thing is, we always do it in a city, number one. So finding a venue in Jersey is not easy at all, especially yeah. when you're expecting an attendance of 1,000-plus people. So it's like you got to make sure you have the right place that's going to allow you to get the permits you need. If you want to do a bar, you got to make sure that you got a liquor license. Like all this stuff takes time, and it just doesn't make sense to wait to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you just get the talking started as soon as one ends, <laughs> like it just makes it so much easier. So we start talking about it real early. We start talking about what artists we want, all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so basically Highlights 2020 is already in the works. Yes. Now, um, you know, you mentioned you're a talent manager for DJs Lit. Do you manage anyone else? Or if not, if you could work with any artist or, you know, DJ mm-hmm. and be their manager, who would it be and why? Hmm. Uh, yeah, so right now, Islet is the only person I manage. One person that I really want to work with, mm-hmm. um, she's an artist out of Piscataway. Um, her Instagram is at Taybanks. She's a really good, she's a really dope artist. Like, I love her a lot. She's a female. Like She raps? Sing. Yeah, she raps. Okay, okay. Um, so, I think <clears throat> it would definitely be cool, especially as she's, like, emerging. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'd rather, like, like, of course, the thing is with management, it, it starts with, like, who you're comfortable with and who you work around with originally, you know? So, it, it's really hard to, like, become someone's manager when they're already at a established position in their career. So, I feel like working with someone coming up, it makes you guys both Grow yeah, grow together right. basically. Mm-hmm. But if I could, I would definitely manage her. Okay, okay, that's dope. I feel like that's good, and I also feel like it's low key harder to manage like the celebrities that are already celebrities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, especially at my age. Like I'm still in school, you know. So, but I feel the whole point is like to get the experience now, so that mm-hmm. when I'm out of college, it's a lot easier to like network and have that time to like be at those events where mm-hmm. you you know you can truly introduce yourself and mm-hmm. network with people. So. So, um, are you a senior? 
Yes. Okay. So, like, after graduation, do you want to go into, like, managing or? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I kind of want to get into either that or focus on the event production side of things. Uh, a company that I kind of have my eye on is called, it's a small company, but they work with very large names. It's called the Vanity Group. Mm-hmm. So, if you look at. Um, I think I've heard of them. Yeah, you probably have. If you've heard of, like, Cardi B's listening party or her baby shower, they were responsible for that. Um, they've done a bunch of Migos events. Um, they've done a couple weddings, Trey Song's birthday dinner, Rick Ross's birthday dinner. Um, yeah, they're, they're like, all over the place with industry events. So um, I've, that's always been a goal of mine to be able to work with them or even an internship. Mm-hmm. Um, but if not, the other side of me wants to get into, like, touring, Live Nation type of vibes. Mm. So I feel like either way, I'll be able to. I I'll be satisfied. See, I could see you on tour with an artist. Yeah. It's going to be a lot, but I could see it. I know. It would be fun, though. Now I don't even have time for myself personally, so just imagine. But it's cool, you know? Build your empire first. <laughs> so what is a typical day like for you? Because you are a part of Rutgers... Program board. Yes, aren't you the president? Yes. So what is it like doing that and then, like, managing classes on the side and classes and technically like (laughs) my everyday routine literally looks like every day drive to school have class there's usually there's at least one meeting a day (laughs) at least one maybe two like this week i've already had six and we only on thursday Mm -hmm. so there's always meetings to go to um Typically in class, I do like to pay attention, but then um, my attention <laughs> likes to drift off and I work see. on, yeah, <laughs> I like, I tend to drift off and focus on something that has to do with my personal life. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say, for example, like I'll stop and I'll check Islet's email and I'll see like who's inquiring for bookings and I'd rather just sit there and look at that for 20 minutes and then go back to the professor, <laughs> you Yo, know? Yeah. Right. Or like think about the next program board event, what you know, paperwork I have to submit. So I try to, like, balance it all in class and, like, still pay attention but be able to get it done so mm-hmm. I don't have to, like, really, do yeah, do it later. I like to have a lot of free time because mm-hmm. f- life be taking over. Yeah, and it be so ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> um, for sure. So as far as your, like, inspiration goes, um, well, you did mention the Vanity Group. Mm-hmm. But any, like, managers that inspire you, event planners that inspire you in particular? Uh, Yeah, I think two women that I'm really focusing on right now and just, like, looking at and seeing how they work um, is definitely, so Carlene Roy, she's the founder of the Vanity Group, and then um, Heather Lowry, she is, uh, oh, I'm not even going to mess up on her position, but she's a very big name at Live Nation, Um, and she actually happens to be, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but if anyone hears this. But she works very close with Program Board uh, with our um, concerts. So, yeah, those are just two people that I'm, you know, it's both fields. So I'm kind of just looking to see, like, how they've come up and stuff like that. And, yeah. That's, That's really dope. And I feel like it's good that you keep your options open, not narrowing yourself to Mm -hmm. one set direct path, because I feel like in life it's, yeah, definitely. I wouldn't trust me. Th- and I realized that because looking back, like, when I was in high school, I would have never thought that I'd be doing what I'm doing now. Like, when I was in high school, I had to start, like, I'm going to just be a CEO or, like, some boring <laughs> company because this stuff's going to make me money, you know? I and feel like we all thought that I would Right. <laughs> like, you're just going to run this boring toothpaste company, and that's going to be okay because you're going to get money and you're working in management, you know? 
Uh, and when I started school, I was originally an accounting major. Oof, oh, baby, wow. I took accounting in high school. <laughs> right, so when I started taking those intro classes that all business school students have to take, I was like, yeah, this is not it. I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> so, so what do you end up changing your majors? Uh, management and leadership. Okay. I'm thinking of picking up a concentration in uh, marketing or entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we'll see. Okay. That's dope. I feel like in high school, like, you dead. Like, we all dead didn't know what we wanted to do. Because what I thought I wanted to do in high school is not what I wanted to do right now. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until, like, my senior year I was like, okay, I'll go into, like, media and, like, being a creative. Yeah. But I feel like I still kind of ended up in the same, like, management realm. But I was very shy, like, mm-hmm. in terms of, like, Okay, now I'm thinking entertainment industry. I would have never thought that. So do you feel like you were limiting yourself almost? Yeah, I think it definitely had a lot to do with the friendships I kept. Um, okay. I think that that's, that's like one real evaluation I had to make about my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like the friends I was keeping in high school wasn't allowing me to, like, really open my mindset or be more open as I am now. So and I, that's the real thing. Yeah. And once, you, once after high school finishes and you don't mm-hmm. really you know talk to those friends anymore yeah you you have that time to like really reflect on yourself and figure out what it is you want so i'm grateful for that period poop (laughs) now Aubrey, we really don't like you that much but we will continue to say that um yeah i feel like in high school i wanted to i studied like i had so many business classes in high school Mm -hmm. and i just wanted to do business like didn't know what i wanted to do in business but like i just thought business equals money so yeah that's where i want to go right well i hated all my accounting classes i did like a little bit of the marketing because looking back it does go hand in hand with with what i want to do um and that was it like i just but it was really the accounting that like really just and the numbers i don't like numbers yeah i hated that balancing you got to prove. If you don't prove, you got to do it all over. All right. It was that just, homework used to be like 30 steps long. Damn. Yo, accounting is really... It was no joke. Like, the, those assignments would really take at least two hours. Yeah. Just the homework. Mm-hmm. Someone on my live said that you sound very positive and that you know what you want in life. Aw, <laughs> thank you. I hope you do, too. <laughs> So, yeah, um, what would you say would be your favorite thing about, you know, your career? My favorite thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like, uh, I think I would just say I like the feeling of knowing, like, when s- things are accomplished. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for example, like, it's like got the opportunity to open for A Boogie at NJIT last Friday. And um, just seeing, like, crowd reaction and how mm-hmm. people were feeling, like, having a good time. It's knowing just like you had a part in that. Yeah, like, knowing, like, you know, dang, I was able to help make that happen. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, I think that's always the best feeling. Knowing, like, when you see the reward, right. yeah. When you see the end. The yeah. End. I think that's super, you know, dope and important. And it's like you really see your work mm-hmm. for what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, in that very moment. Sometimes you don't see it all the time, but it's, like, when it clicks in, you're like, all right, I think it's I'm doing okay. Yeah, let me stop beating on myself too hard. Do you feel like you have those moments of beating on yourself too hard? Definitely. I think about my future every day. I think everyone does. But yeah. I think I think about it, like, almost every hour of the day. Like, what book am I about to read next to, like, yeah. learn this? Or, like, who can I go stalk their Instagram and learn something? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, just mm-hmm. so that... In the future, it's like, it, you can't say, like, you didn't do enough, you know? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, how do you feel social media plays a part in like your like your brand and like what do you do? Like, do you think it's it has been helpful? Do you think it's been kind of taxing? Uh, no, I think it's definitely been helpful. Um, but sometimes I get the impression that like, oh, I need more followers or stuff like that. But in my opinion, yeah. I just feel like if I go out and do the work and meet the right people, that's all that really matters. Like the Instagrams for for the local work and like what I'm doing now, then yeah, it matters to like be able to attract people. Yeah. So that people come to your events, people mm-hmm. see, um, when I promote is lit or stuff like that, like that's important. But I feel like later down the line, that doesn't really have anything to do with it. Like you got to be in the room. Your name got to be in a room for it to matter, not your Instagram. And that's true. And I feel like I low-key struggle with that too, especially because what I do is just like, okay, well, I only have this month followers, so mm-hmm. I'm mm. so like, But then it's like I, I also get these moments where like I feel like people still see me. Right, yes. So it's like... No, you get that, like, do you ever have those moments, uh, it happens, but I, f- do you ever have those moments where basically, like, you walking on campus, and somebody will come up to you and be like, yo, like, shout out to you, you really doing it, and it'll be somebody you really don't know, like, that used to happen to me, that happened to me a couple times, and I'm like, somebody's always watching, like, yeah. that's why I always keep that in mind, like, somebody's really always watching you, it could be somebody you really don't, and you'll be like, you smile at the person like you know them, mm-hmm. you know, and act like, yo, thank you. But you yeah. really, but somebody's really always watching. That's why. I remember um, this happened like when I, the beginning of the semester, like I was in this building in the EC and I was getting like Starbucks or something. Mm-hmm. And this girl, she came up to me and she goes, "Oh my gosh, like are you Kristen?" And I'm like, "Mm-hmm." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, like I love like our YouTube videos. Like I watch all your vlogs. Uh-huh. Like, like to be honest, you're like one of the reasons why I came here, and just all oh, this wow. stuff." Like, and it was just, like, I was really, like, shocked. Mm-hmm. like Because, like, obviously people watch my videos, but I guess to, like, really meet someone that really supports me. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, a really dope moment. Yeah, it is It is a definitely a good feeling. So, yeah. Shout out to all the supporters out there. Shout out to you, too. <laughs> so, we're going to close out now. Mm-hmm. But if you could leave the listeners with one thing to remember about you, what would it be? Oh, that's hard. Everyone always says that. That's hard. Uh... One thing to remember about me, mm-hmm. I would just say, give me five years. Right. That's all I'm going to say. Give me five years. Give me five years. And in five years, you're going to be like, dang, I was just listening to that girl on Kristen Radio Show. <laughs> <laughs> and now, and now she, on, she on private jazz. Dang, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> you love to see it. <laughs> you love to see it. Give me five years. That's all I'm going to say. I really like that. I like that, too. Thank you so much for coming. No tonight. problem. Thank, Thank you for, you for having, having me. Good, nice good meeting time. you. Make sure. You, oh wait, drop your socials. Um, at Dollar Dollar Bing. That's it. <laughs> I'll I be on my Twitter for fun though. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, my Twitter. Yeah, that's just for fun. Like that's just for me to go in there and see who. Yeah, like something that relates to what's going on in my life, and I can retweet it and feel good about it. That's about it. I don't really be on Twitter like that. I try to like promote on my Twitter, but like. Let's face it. Like, I have one pin tweet as, like, my shit. And then, like, <laughs> the rest just be bull. Yeah. I mean, but you could definitely... Uh, my email... Emails are always very important, yeah, right? So, yes. if you go on my Instagram, my email is right there in the bio. It's my first name and the letter D at gmail.com. And if you're ever looking to hire DJs Lit, DJs Lit dot bookings at gmail.com. 
Thank okay. you. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Same time, same place. This is Black Talk Radio. Bye.